Welcome to Not in the Lap of the Pods with Paul, Joe, myself, David, and two fantastically special guests, and Eric and Jonathan from Maiden A to Z. How are you doing tonight, lads? Very good, sir. How are you, how are you guys doing? Yeah, doing great. Good to be back. It's been a while. Like I told you, actually, your listeners may not be familiar with it, but we're in the middle of a feature with David here on our pod. So one episode was out last week and then another episode this week. But uh, yeah, for, as for us, five recording together, that was back in summer. So it was like a different world. I think it was yeah, July or August yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely. Long time, yeah. so long time coming. So, um, Good to be back. Yes, indeed. So we talked about the first four Maiden albums, and I think it's time to talk about the next four. And, you know, who knows, we might go and do the four after that, if you if you can be bothered to. Um, not, not Actually, <laughs> I want to talk about car- Carcass. I want to talk about Carcass with you guys. Oh, let's go, man. Done, done, done. Let's talk about Carcass. Right, all right. Is that about <laughs> the new album? No, anything, because that we, oh, right, we, we stumbled on that last time. We stumbled on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. talk about Carcass mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. Them, yeah, exactly. That's done, done, cool. done. Uh, let's do that. So, yeah, let Carcass for... Uh, We'll, we'll schedule that for the future, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but tonight's business is Iron Maiden. You know, uh, one of our favourite bands, um, and absolutely one of Eric and Jonathan's favourite bands because they are, so, making yeah, a, they're yeah. making a podcast about it. So yeah, they qualify; so, they're sell- sellable. You know, sellable yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> so the the albums we are going to be discussing tonight are Power Slave, Somewhere in Time, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and No Prayer for the Dying which takes us roundly to the first 10 years of Maiden's recorded career. Um, so, um, you know, the first, I, I guess the first, this is probably the, the uh, you know, other than No Prayer, this is the, you know, part of that stable period in Iron Maiden where the lineup stays pretty strong, you know, peace of mind right through to Seven Sun and, you know, um, okay, a little bit of change in No Prayer. Um, but it's quite interesting because you get that consistency and I find it quite interesting because I feel the music kind of changes quite quite a bit from album to album, you know. The vibe mm-hmm. uh, sort of changes up a little bit. Um, anyway, we'll get into all that. That's just my own <laughs> little opinion at the start there. Yeah. Um, so, Power Slave. Let's, let's talk about Power Slave. So, that is a, it's a huge album. I mean, all of these albums, I would say, other than No Prayer, are, are huge, you know. Um, you know, Power somewhere seventh it's they're huge albums um so power slave came out on the 3rd of september 1984 it got to number two in the uk and number five in sweden so classic classic album classic stuff um so i'm going to come to eric first um Uh power slave what how is it for you what's what's how does it sit in the the maiden canon um is it is it one of the your your favorites particular tracks that, that get you going it's it's definitely one of my one of my favorites. I have like uh, I think we discussed last time that I sort of said a peace of mind uh, was my probably all time favorite, but that kind of has changed a little bit because I feel like uh, Power Slave is just as strong, and if Power Slave is just as strong, it doesn't have Quest for Fire, uh, which kind of helps. <laughs> 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 yeah. True. But when I, I recall when I was um, just first getting into the band, and I um, was sort of you know making my way through the catalog, and I remember getting to Power Slave and like. It just being sort of overwhelmed by how many you know the bigger songs are on that album. There's so many you know like uh, staples like you know like you know, Society, Mr. Midnight Revenge, Mariner, Power Slave. I mean, just those are you know more than enough. So yeah, it's um, it's definitely one of my one of my all time favorite albums. It uh, there's 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 not a you know there's, there's it's firing all six cylinders. There's not a dull you know 
moment on there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Jonathan, you want to pick up there? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say um, we have a we have this sw- Swedish Maiden podcast called Maiden Podden, and they totally mm-hmm. love this album. And I was more Seventh Son type guy, but they did a very comprehensive run through of this album. Uh, I think they did a five-hour episode or something like that on it. And they're, they're, mm-hmm. and they're different to us, they're different to you guys, so it's, it's, even though it's Maiden, it's fun to listen. But anyway, they really, really like Power Slave. That's their, probably their number one, and it made me listen more, uh, listening to their takes on it. And now I'm in a phase where it's sort of on top, suddenly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like everything is so good on it. But of course, it's, Seven Sun is always going to have something different, because Seven Sun wasn't initially my favorite, it was a bit harder to get into. And then usually it's more rewarding, right? In a way, whereas this one was great from the start. I just thought the middle was boring as a kid, but now I kind of go for the middle. I look forward to the middle, you know, uh, in a way. It's just um, a fun album to listen to, and something a friend of ours, a guest of ours, said: the in between tracks, the pauses, the breaks are somehow musical too. So the way like Lost for Words get into the next song, and the mm-hmm. Flash of the Blade gets into Duelists, it has sort of a dance to it. So it's a great album to just put on and listen all the way through. I would say. Excellent. And great sound. Wow. Oh, yeah. Sounds so good. The bass and the amazing. drums are super clear. I don't know if you heard uh, isolated tracks with only bass and drums, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, crystal yeah. clear. Yeah. It's yeah. crystal clear. Yeah, I've heard like, like Power Slave, the you know, title track. I've heard the isolated uh, um, tracks for that as well. It's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great stuff. Yeah. Um, and his voice, of course, the voice on this yeah. album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it's almost superhuman. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Joe, do you want to pick up things there? Power Slave. I think just like Jonathan and Eric were saying there, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's obviously one of their best records. Um, I think you're saying about Jonathan about the the gaps between the songs and stuff yep. like that. I agree. It just seems like the the, the gaps are smaller than normal, so yeah. the songs seem to kind of almost just blend right into right. each other. And it's a long dub, it's a long single vinyl, so maybe that's yeah, even yeah, why. Yeah. You know, they maybe. really had to seconds, split seconds yeah. from from but overload. It, but it makes a difference mm. because it keeps the momentum yes. going. If, yeah, definitely. Um, it feels almost more just like cohesive in that respect. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I understand where you're coming from, but definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it has some of their best material. You know, it's got Rhyme and Ancient Mariner, mm. it's got Power Slave of Songs, it's got Aces High, Flash of the Blade is also one of my, my favourite Iron Maiden songs. Um, I, I, I would say it's, a, it's definitely, you know... A, it's a ten out of ten, probably. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, maybe I'm thinking maybe the Duelist isn't the strongest song on it. It's but the weakest I don't, song, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's a bad song. You know, put put the Duelist on. I don't know, Fear of the Dark, and it would probably be the best song in Fear of the Dark. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So, uh, well, I, um, I don't think it would, but yeah, I get what you mean. Well, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? But ah, you, said, no. you said one important word that I never really connected to the album before, and that's uh, momentum. It has an insane momentum, this album. Even within the songs, the songs themselves yeah. have momentum. And then it's the, the speediest, album as a whole. It's yeah. definitely the, the, the fastest Iron Maiden album, I think. Yeah, and also just, you know, going forward. It's, it's not looking back, in a way. It's just no, like, not everything all, is no. going forward. And uh, I would say that I agree with the, the Julius being the weakest because that's the only place where the momentum is a little bit, you know, uh, with yeah, oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. fight for uh, I, Oh, no. I'm gonna sing <laughs> this chorus forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't just, mind it. I actually don't mind okay. the Duelist. It's I still okay. like it. And but it's, it's, two, it's two songs about sword fighting, which is too go. much. I'm okay with that, but uh, I, I think mean, it's it's a very long instrumental part in the Duelist. You forget about that. He sings as little as in Where It Is There. He sings like two out of seven minutes, 
And the instrumental bit is amazing. Da 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 da. It's kind of the same as uh, Loneliness at a Long Distance Runner. That's exactly the same. There's not a lot of singing in that song. It's uh-huh. mostly musical. But but uh, get back to the album. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And this, for me, is when Iron Maiden's album covers really start to fucking kick serious ass. When, it, when there's a real, a real tie-in with the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is weird because not every song on Power Slave is about Egypt. But but for some reason it, if I listen to like Aces High or any of those songs in isolation, I think of Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Even though even though like you know Rainbow Nation Battles at fucking sea you could yeah, get further away yeah. from a desert. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know totally. what I mean? But hmm. but I think I think of the desert because yeah. the album cover is so synonymous with the the, the piece of work. Yeah. That it put, it's, and, and for me, the next two Iron Maiden's albums after that are exactly the same. The, 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 the album sets a picture in my mind. In fact, I'll even include Peace of Mind with that. I think I think I said that in the yeah. last one that we all did together. That whenever I think of that album, I'll hear a song. I think of a medieval England, like in a castle, yeah. even though the songs aren't about that but that's and, the kind of you know, vibe I get having peace of mind in there makes sense you can think about it like the elements you have earth peace of mind you have fire yeah. power slave you have uh, air I would say somewhere in time and then water yeah. I would, water I would say seven suns so, uh, you know kind of like what Ma- Mastodon did this I don't know if, they were, if it was an afterthought or not but uh, but I like the idea you know it's a very simple concept to have to land in these different kind of worlds so you could even tie it to a Super Mario Bros game ice it world is a, it is kind of interesting you know it is kind of interesting mm-hmm. when you get like when they when they, when they uh, dropped in from or the new album came out this uh, you know this past fall. There's some people who are very quick to criticize. Oh, there's only one song on the album that has anything to do with the you know the cover. And like, yeah, that's that's generally the case. You know, there's there's yeah, oh, there's sure. still a vibe, but you know, there's no, there's not like, like you said. There's no you know it's not like an album full of Egypt songs and Forest. Like. <laughs> exactly, aye, exactly. Well, well, it's, it's like I said, it's it's it doesn't need to be. It just kind of creates a world that yeah. somehow those yeah. songs are like like Power Slave. Uh, sorry, um, I, I'm not getting ahead of myself. You know, somewhere in time, I think of the future. I think of futuristic stuff, even though the songs aren't about that. So yeah, I, basically, I'm trying to say as the album covers that for me that tied in and, and made me think of a world. And I, I think that I think that's why Iron Maiden were, were so powerful as well and had an advantage over all the other bands at that time. They they had their own. They were creating their own mythology, if you know what I mean, and their own their own little world. There you go. And the sound, the productions go with them, even, you know, even that. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, it's a good, it's a good production. I would say it's a, if I had one, one criticism to make about Power Slaves, I think it's a little bit thin. But other than that, I think it still sounds great. I think it's well mixed and everything's in its right place. But I would have liked to have heard a little bit, just a little bit more beef. Not much, because it wouldn't suit Iron Maiden to have too much, but. Yeah. Yeah. It- a little tie in there with the length of the album too that goes back to vinyl days where you couldn't cut so much low bass on if it was True. that long Aye. if it was that yeah. long you had to remove even more but I think True. maybe they had that in mind when mastering it because it's mastered very centric on on a mid-register uh, but I don't find it thin I find it aggressive and I love that you know it's the most aggressive they have this is by far the most aggressive production I think it's just like you know Aye. It's, uh, it's got a lot of attack yes oh, absolutely Paul, is there anything to, anything to add into the mix here? Because Paul, you you are possibly the the, the person out of the all all five of us that heard this album first when it came out, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, um, not? not 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 quite. Okay. No, uh, I, I got into Maiden between somewhere in time and Seven Sun. So Seven Sun was the first uh, record that came out that I bought. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Power Slave. Um, to me now, today it's ten out of ten. Like like you guys said, yep. you know, I agree with everything you said. Um, back back in the day though, um, I wasn't a huge fan of Back in the Village. Mm. Um, it's a bit eccentric, I, right? I, a bit of eccentric song. Yeah. Um, and it, so you know, and, and before that, the Duelists. For me, at the time, it, it felt as if the album kind of sagged a little. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you have Power Slave and Rhyming Ancient Mariner. You know, and it, it, you know they get it back, big time at the end, kind of thing. But as, as time has gone on, the, the Duelists and Back in the Village are great. And um, like Joe and, and Jonathan were saying about the. Um, there's very little separation between the tracks. Um, if if you listen to it as a whole, it it, it makes sense. You know, it it really does flow. Mm. You know, all the way through. Um, the, the I mean, it, every track's great in this. Um, the the big one for me is is Raymond Ancient Mariner, and um, we got, we we went to Italy to see Maiden. Was it two thousand and eight? Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. They played it then. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, and we got to see them do it, and that was that was that was a big highlight for me. You know, just uh, just to see that being played live. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think that was uh, the strongest live moment so- I've had with this band. Quick interruption, sorry, Paul. <laughs> but that, I have <laughs> no, to say, no, this that uh, whacking open air and the break into the solo part of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. You know, and like effects of thunder or something in the background yeah or something yeah. breaking mm. well it's, it's interesting because it's very yeah, powerful you know it's, it's for me i don't know how you guys feel about it but i i feel the the live version of uh rhyme is better um yes even, even the live after death 100%. version is better um because after, that, that after bit, death, uh, uh, but the flight 666 one is amazing on that yeah. they're both good they're both good they for, both for me but but good. it's especially the bit that you're, you're describing there uh, jonathan that build-up um on live mm-hmm. after death is 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 incredible. Um, that that whole that whole section is is just amazing. Yeah. Apparently and, and it's undecided in length too. That they yeah, play yeah. for as long as Nico wants. Yeah, Until he really feels that it's time to let loose. And then it just plays it one of the toms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great idea to do that. More bands should yeah. do it like that. Everything shouldn't be exactly measured for yeah. a gig. Even though you're playing in front of 35, 40,000 people, mm-hmm. you can have parts that are improvised. And of yeah. course, me and Eric got to see them fuck up as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Fucked up, they fucked up, fucked up uh, quite majestically on Sign of the Cross last time we saw well, What them. happened apparently uh, was uh, yeah. when I gather something uh, happened to one of the, uh, Nico's uh, pedals. Uh, no one knows that. That's just no. a guess. Like they haven't really, way. you know, they didn't need to do a press release for it. But no, uh, it was but cool. Just, to, yeah. It was cool to see them. That what was really cool. And I know you agree with me, Eric, is to see them catch back. Was very interesting. It was interesting just uh, to see their guys like, play with bands too, right? And you know what, what happens on stage, and everyone's looking at each other. It's a it's like terrible who, who anxiety fuck, that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible yeah, yeah, collective was, anxiety, <laughs> and still they manage to bring it home.
Yeah. 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 Right there. And just like any other band, just a lot bigger yeah. doing it. That yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's, that's on YouTube. You just look for Sign of the Cross, Stockholm, 2018. It's, yeah, I need to check yeah. that. It's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily a, a nice experience, but to be there was interesting because you start yeah. feeling the stress. Like oh, if you were yeah, on stage yeah. yourself, yeah. like how the fuck are we going to get out of this? We're all on six different spots in this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, because I, mean, I, I, I remember in Donington 92, uh, Bruce went into the chorus of uh, Evil That Men Do too early. Ooh, and wow, when they dangerous. released that, when they released that, um, obviously the, the the official release of it, they, that. yeah, they fixed that. <laughs> they they, they <laughs> sort of cheated and kind of like, um, which is fair enough, you know. That's, that's but yeah, it's funny that's, stuff. We did yeah. our cover gig of Maiden. I I thought I got in wrong on the lead in Where Goes There, so I told everyone else like, oh, good on you to save me there. Then I yeah, go back yeah. and listen, and it was actually all of them that did it wrong, and I did it right. <laughs> <laughs> but still, you know, it's still good on them. Even you know, we still yeah. found the way back together. That's the point. So it's yeah, not really yeah. like who makes the mistake or which mic is off or anything like that. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, something went wrong. And yeah. it doesn't really matter why, but it matters that you get back. Yeah, you, and, you, you pull know, together and, cool. you, and, you, and yeah, yeah. you get back on track. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's also cool because yeah. when, when they did that, the sign of the cross thing happened, I recall, so obviously something was amiss and you see Steve jumps up on the drum riser and you can him him and Nico oh, yeah, just he's sort of trying like, to control <laughs> the ship yeah, yeah he's like the boss knocking on your on your on Nico's cubicle knock the yeah, yeah. Sure so uh, yeah. about the results last last month you know yeah. what can we do about it yeah, that's yeah. his immediate version of that immediately yeah. after the drum riser let's get back on it it's interesting know, you talk screaming. about uh, mm. m- mistakes or 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 you know um, fuck ups whatever um, but because uh, the, the story Nico tells on the the, uh, the the documentary on um, yeah. the 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 world slavery tour, I can't remember where they were playing, but it was a very very hot country, and he was talking about in the in the middle section of rhyme when they were playing that, and it was the do 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 they were playing mm. that bit. So he goes into this swimming pool that was at the back of the stage, and he's just submerged himself in this pool to cool down, mm-hmm. and then he, he's listening out for the for the the bit the do 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 do. So he gets out of the pool, he runs up to the kit, and he's and he starts to play that bit, and he's he's his feet are sliding off the. You know the uh, the pedals because he's, he's yeah. that wet. You know, so yeah, they really sound cool. very nautical. Those chords, right? The... Oh yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's the atmosphere, and that whole section yeah. is is incredible. Uh, uh, whole incredible, note scale. You know? They usually use that whole note scale in films and stuff. If someone is falling asleep, like it has that, like a dream mm-hmm. sequence. That's yeah. probably meant. Yeah. Um, but, but, but power slave for me I mean uh, you know it's, it, I, I agree, I agree I'm, I'm kind of with Joe a little bit on the production I, I do like the sound of the album overall but um, the, especially in fact coming back to rhyme actually when, when it goes into rhyme the guitars are really, really exceptionally low in the mix compared to some of the some of the other songs in the album. When you listen to Big Aura for example, Lost for Words, the guitars are really up there, really, really punchy Really, when it gets to, you know, the rhyme they're really, really low and really not as impactful. That's why I love the live version so much more because mm-hmm. you hear the guitars really, really up there and really kind of driving the song along. Um, so I think there's some some imbalance at times in, in terms of the mix, but that's me being like exceptionally geeky on it. That's, very that's not geeky. A, yeah. yeah, yeah, very geeky, yeah. very picky, but hey, yeah. that's that's that, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're here but, talking you know, about it, so that's what we do. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But um, Aces High, so Aces High obviously opens the album, and do we really need another song about uh, aeroplanes? Of course. Apparently <laughs> of we course. do, because we got this one. 
<laughs> no, I have to. I have to. I have to be honest. I have very, very low interest in aviation whatsoever. But it works in heavy metal. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's heavy metal. Yeah, what's for Iron uh, Maiden? Yeah. You're flying. You're flying yeah. a Spitfire and you're shooting your enemies. How could that not work <laughs> in a heavy metal opening track? You know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. immediately. You know, it works. Of course, it works. Yeah, Rolling, flying. You know, <laughs> turn and die. Here we fucking go. That's the yeah, exactly. of the song. You know, no yeah, time absolutely. to waste. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was the first poster I bought. Aces high. Was that yeah? It's Eddie and Eddie in the cock- high in two minutes. Yeah. yeah, I had Aces high in two minutes to midnight. Mm. That's great covers for some reason. Covers. Yeah, that was the thing. Their, yeah. their covers were fucking brilliant. I know. I know. It's like so good. you know the the, the 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 music needs to be great to start with. You know, it's not going to fly if your music shit and your album covers are great. But the combination of both was yeah yeah. yeah. No, mm. nobody's ever been able to monopolize on that the way Iron Maiden had. Oh, you know no, what I mean? Yeah. And I think said, finally Derek got some time uh, with this one. And he spent months doing the, the actual mm-hmm. album cover. And I'm sure it looks yeah, fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, but he had yeah. to do it in the Bahamas, which he hated. It was incredibly uncomfortable. His oil painting was his oil paint was melting. And, uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't dry. Yeah, and he was yeah, like, why right. the fuck am I yeah. even here? I don't even like the sun. <laughs> he's a pasty white English guy. Yeah, he's a yeah, yeah. Strange guy. Our, our friends in Maiden Pod and interviewed him, and they said he was English, but not in the good way. <laughs> so yeah, take from that what you will. <laughs> well, we are Scottish, so we'll just leave that Fine, one alone. Yeah, so right. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, maybe I would never said it. You know, with that many of you in here, we're <laughs> outnumbered. We are outnumbered. Is, is there a good way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm yeah. only kidding. I'm yeah, only no, kidding. no, no. Let's get to it. Let's. It's so fine. anyway, what do you think about the English Joe? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a whole different podcast. <laughs> it's fun to have fun with the neighbours. You know, it's yeah, fun exactly. to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I think you're talking about the artwork actually for AC's High, Paul, because. Um, in the in the lyrics, um, I press down my guns, and it's just a, such such a weird. I press down my guns, and then you see in the yeah. image he's got the two, the, the, uh, you know, the two thumbs. thumbs over the the buttons, you know. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's actually but, pressed, yeah, because I always hear I pissed on my guns, which is obviously <laughs> not what I always doing. But it really sounds like that. Pissed on my, my guns. guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, David. Remember um, in the Slayer song, is it Kill Again? I thought that Tom Araya sang Lick the Gleaming Blade. Yeah, that's <laughs> <it's, laughs> Lift the Gleaming Blade. Yeah, yeah. Lift the Gleaming Blade. But when we were kids, I used to think he said Lick the Gleaming Blade. It sort of works. That's fair. That's fair. But AC's High, I think um, uh, it's an it's a absolute perfect opener. It just sets mm. the pace for the album. It's, it's a, a, a fucking amazing maiden tune, amazing metal song. Everything everything about it is just fucking perfect, perfect high. Yeah. Harris yep. at his absolute best, you know, when. when when he, it's that it's that commando comic. I don't know if they they, they existed in, in in Scandinavia, but they, they were um, little comics in the, the UK, which was all about the Second World War, and it's like comic books, and it's very much in that kind of mold, you know. Same as I suppose where he was there is more about the movie, right enough. But it's all and lives living in that world. But um, but I love that kind of uh, thing about Harrison when he gets it right, he gets it spot on. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to talk about Two Minutes to Midnight. Anyone a big fan of Two Minutes to Midnight? Anyone like anyone think that's one of the best songs in the album? I, I don't know. Anyone 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 I, think I, Two Minutes is one of the best on the album? My answer is complicated, so maybe let someone else yeah, in for a bit. Yeah, probably means <laughs> it, us. It'll too. take a bit of time if you're ready for it. I can I can explain, but it'll take a bit of time. So, I mean, like Paul maybe wants to say something. I've been talking a lot. Um, 
<laughs> that's good because you're the guest he's continuing yeah I mean you did on fun. our show too so it's fine yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I said yeah, yeah no, you, were, you, were, you were on it you were on it <laughs> I, I, I think it's their, maybe their first attempt at some type of social kind of comment mm-hmm. even though it's I don't really know what it's about and if you watch the video you're even more confused yeah, you're like, what, the, what, what the fuck's going on here you know yeah um uh but no but I've, actually henrik mentioned that i really i really like the song mm-hmm. I, I don't i never had a problem with uh, it. when when we had so. david on our podcast henrik mentioned that because i was talking about who no holy smoke that it was i didn't like that it was set in the real world i didn't like that it was mm, so right. political. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and he mentioned yeah. two minutes to midnight and i i agree with him that it's yeah. also set in reality yeah, yeah. but it's but, uh, but it's uh, better I, it's a better lyric to me because it's uh, double-edged it's yeah, about I, the glory it's about yeah. the glory and it's also about the despair and the, and the horror of war at the yeah, same yeah. time which i think is yeah, what th- makes uh, the song yeah. and it works together with how i hear the music yeah so, i think yeah, yeah i think two yeah. minutes is more poetic and it's attempt yeah. And it's lyrics, you know, like that, that you know, the oil, the gears, the you know, the war machine, and all yeah. that. Type, feed it with our babies and stuff. Feed it yeah. with our babies. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of metaphors. No, they are. But I think yeah. the difference between yeah. that is he's been really smart in taking a a social piece of social commentary at the time, and yeah. and, and creating kind of cool metaphors and, yeah. and you know whatever you know um, to, to basically get your mind going. You know, the you know the war machine. You can yeah. just picture this big machine chewing away at people. Whereas holy smokes, very much. This is about evangelists, and this is what evangelists do. They suck. Uh, but, yeah, they suck. But I mean, I, I, think, I, I love Holy Smoke, but yeah. I mean, I have, I have no problem with yeah. Holy Smoke. Yeah. I go I listen to our episode and see how, you know, what we think about it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. David, I boiled down my thoughts on two minutes, so I can do it a little bit quicker now. Yeah, as yeah, kid, go for it. I felt, as a kid, I felt it was boring too long and didn't go places. But as I got older, and especially as I played the song, I think it really goes places. But you have to pay a bit of attention. Otherwise, it's just a rocker. But to me, it's a, some sort of epic rocker hidden within it, and lots of really cool riffs on part of Adrian. Some of his mm-hmm. like his really, really elaborate riffing yeah. with the interesting coloring of the chords. And uh, Steve's, in my opinion, best bass track ever is this one. This is the well, you know, just talking about playing, which is you know obviously not what Steve is about. It's about writing and leading the band and all that. But for pure playing, athletics, this is it. This is a great bass track. So yeah, I love it now. It could be one of my favorite tracks, but in your question, I felt that there was a bit of doubt, and I agree with that because for yeah, a few I years mean, I felt it was boring. Yeah, I think I think that's for myself personally. I've got I've got a little bit of doubt on it. I, it it's one of those songs that it depends on the mood I'm in. Um, you know, sometimes if it, if it hits me, hits me at the right time, you know, I think it's great, and if it you know, if maybe not, I'm not in the mood for it. I'm not so much. But I, I think the lyrics are the, the the best thing about the song. I think the lyrics are incredible. I think uh, Bruce has written some mm. absolutely brilliant lyrics on it. Mm. Um, um, so yeah, yeah. And and I, the the thing is, I, I've never been a big fan of it live. When when that's been in the set, I'm in a bit like, oh, okay, two minutes to midnight. Mm. I've never been. It's never never been one I've went. Oh yeah, fucking yes. Here we go. Two minutes. It's been. It's been. Oh, cool. Two minutes. You know, it's not been like one that. that I've been looking forward to. You know, too much. Yeah, I get that. Actually, yeah. Eric, yeah. anything? anything well, I mean, I, I mean, for me, up? for me, uh, I had a long time where I kind of was kind of tired of the song because it's uh, they play it quite often that way. That's you know, it's one of their staples. And I think maybe there's other songs that I would put there instead, but that's probably because I've heard them less. And then I had like a few years ago, right before the Legacy tour kicked off, I sort of rediscovered it and then really much really dug it. But um, I think what happened is when I initially 
started listening to them. I really liked it then. It was one of my favorites then. And then I discovered some of the slightly odder, maybe longer, deeper cuts. And then I kind of, you know, that, that's like one of the radio songs. So I didn't really listen to it that much. Like if I'm making a playlist for myself, I might not put that one on there. Um, but it's still, it's still a fucking good song. Like I said, the lyrics are great. Uh, I think, you know, uh, and I agree with Jonathan on the the, the, the bass track is amazing. We, we did that in our episode where we listened to isolated stuff and that was really cool. So, yeah. 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 No, no. Great track, man. Um, mm. Overall, I think um, it's... it's it, 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 I find it strange talking about this period of Iron Maiden because when I talk about a song like Two Minutes to Midnight um, in this period, it sounds like, you know, maybe I'm a bit down on it, but... Overall, it is a great song. It's just because of the the, the absolute gold that's all around it, you know. And around yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. period, it's, it's, it's you know, it's it's. So it feels like I'm being a little bit down on it. But um, think, sorry, Joe. No, so I was just going to say, I think for me, with two minutes to midnight is because, like I said earlier, there's a lot of speedy stuff in this. It almost feels like it's kind of. It's a slower one on the album. Yeah, it's a slower one on it. But I kind of, kind of, the way Rain and Blood is, <laughs> I love it. it. Just, it just kicks Relentless. your fucking ass from start <laughs> to finish. Mm. I kind of feel like, oh, oh it's slowing down. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, a bit like, like uh, criminally insane. That's a slow one on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort of skip that sometimes. I skip criminally insane. Criminally insane is good, man. If you only just begun to take your fucking life, great life. That's also ten out of ten album. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, but but I go back to uh, it's a great it's fantastic it's, it's an excellent song do you know what I mean but it's, I think maybe that would make made me look at at the song a little bit more differently because it yeah. isn't quite as yeah, pacey yeah, no, as, as a lot of the stuff a, on it it's interesting we are looking at it Joe because yeah yeah it's a it's a very very pacey album you know very you know um uh, the, the, one of the songs that that seems see, from the years of being a Maiden fan that seems to sort of divide people is is the, is the instrumental is Lost for Words. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I fucking love it. I think it's I love it. Absolutely I love it fucking brilliant. It. It's, it's it's one of my it's one of my but oddly enough one of my highlights on the album. I think it's and that's not you know I love Bruce. Aye. I love hearing Bruce sing, but I just think it's Aye. fucking brilliant. You know? See, be honest, see if I was making a mixtape of Iron Maiden songs from this period and say you had to take four four songs off of this album, Lost for Words would probably be one of them for me as well mm-hmm. because I love the energy of it. Um, do you know what I mean? Obviously, I'd have rhyme. I'd have definitely have flash of the blade. I'd have I'd have flash of the blade over. I'd have that over ACSI actually. And it's not that yeah, I me too. Think me it, too. It, I don't think ACSI is a bad song. I love it, but I just love flash of the blade. Um, flash of mm. the blade for me is very. It's very. It's a, a very pop sensibility. It's it's, it's very. Yeah. It's, it's yep. like a pop metal song. You yep. know, yeah. and it's amazing. And that, there's a lot. Of, yeah. Oh no, it's but no, great, but that that that's chorus. that's to its, to its credit. You know, um, that's that's Aye. you know, um, but there's a lot of you know maiden songs in this period. I've I've got that pop sensibility about them, and and they're fucking fantastic songs. You know, Augusta yeah, Vars mentioned so. we're on a Queen podcast, so it's okay to to say this that Augusta Vars mentioned the the middle part of Flesh of the Blade has a little bit of that. Orchestral guitar absolutely, work, absolutely. Yeah, that is yeah. Ak- akin, yeah. A- akin to someone like uh, Brian May. Ah, uh, you're absolutely yeah, right, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. almost like guitar orchestra thing that he does, and certainly in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's all Adrian, as far as I'm aware. I think Ad- even Adrian recorded. It's all. Think, I'm it's right all him. This, yeah, it was yeah, Adrian yeah, that recorded yeah, all yeah, that part. Yeah, 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 all um, him. So, so it would be really, really tight. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's fucking brilliant. 
Yeah. But I think um, they should bust it out live at some point. That'd be really cool. Oh yeah, I, I, I played that with ones. a band with three yeah. guitarists, and it's so much fun to play that middle part with three oh, guitarists. Yeah. You have yeah, like, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's great. They should do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because they, they they did every song live apart from the Julius Flash of the Blade and Back in the Village, didn't they? So yeah, did, yeah. yeah and Adrian, Adrian yeah. did Back in the Village as well. With the, oh, did one they? Of one right. of his projects. Yeah, ah, good good okay. call. I think it's a good song. Oh, nice one. Oh. Why would they not play Flash of the Blade? It's really yeah, a fucking yeah, great song. Yeah, so, that's so weird. Yeah, that's a strange one. Yeah. He, keep, he keeps a pretty high standard. I don't, I don't yeah. like Empire of the Clouds, but other than that, his solo tracks, like solo written by him. Yeah, great. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, right, well, I, you know, is there anything else to say on Power Slave? Because obviously, you know, we're probably not going to take me to talk about okay. every single track of the album. Any, any other things to say about Power Slave before we move Let to... Bruce, Bruce also wrote the title track. That's a good thing to mention. Yes, it's, a, it's an and, absolute uh, it's obviously a massive. And I mean, of course, we could talk about the album for an hour more, but I think we got into the important points. I would advise listeners, I would advise them, like in a song like Two Minutes to Midnight, listen more for the colors, the subtle colors, mm-hmm. and listen less to the... That's, you know, yeah, everyone's yeah. heard yeah. that. Like, if you listen a little bit deeper, there's mm-hmm. a lot of color on this album, a lot of color in yeah. the way they put the guitars, and you don't need yeah, to be yeah. a guitarist to hear this. It's a colorful album and Absolutely. warm and, and full of vitamin D. Yeah, yeah I think the, I think the, the mm-hmm. breakdown at uh, the solo, it's really, it's really measured as well. You know, Adrian's really, really just playing the licks and letting it breathe. That's actually you my favourite part of the song, believe ah, it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just really, really... That's like, you know, just marching on. The, yeah, the, the, absolutely. The, the, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Ah, great. Yeah. Encore. Delete, delete, delete. Amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Encore. Curtains. But yeah, but I, I, I got to agree. Power Slave is a is a fucking phenomenal song as well. You know, you know, I just just love it. Absolutely love it. What did mm. you? Can, can I just ask a wee quick one on Power Slave? Um, what for Eric and Jonathan? Mm. What when they when they added the keyboard button <coughs> and the somewhere back in time tour? You know, you know, obviously in the the the, the you know the recorded version you've got Bruce. He's gone ah, ah oh, yeah. in the background and yeah. stuff. But they put a keyboard in instead. Do you think they should have just left it or added that? And I don't know what you thought about that. I played this song with two cover bands. In one of them, we had two singers that sort of alternated. So one of them mm-hmm. would stand backstage and, ah, <laughs> that thing. Mm-hmm. And when we did it now with the Infinite Maiden, my current Maiden cover band, um, Christian did the, the, the ah, ah, an octave lower mm-hmm. was, that was singable. And then Eric on bass played the foot keyboard along ah. with it. <laughs> All right, okay. And, <laughs> and I, I mean, in, in summary, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it lifts the part, but it's not completely necessary. You can do without yeah, it too. Yeah. And, but I like Michael Kenny's keyboard playing. I think he's a really good player. He, 
Oh, he yeah, has no. Again, they play without a click, right? So he has to yeah. be on time. He has to yeah. be a good musician for, to do yeah, that. Yeah, and we come, it come at seven sun. We'll definitely. He's a secret hero. About He's that, a secret yeah. hero Absolutely. of this band, you know. Yeah, definitely yeah. a secret hero, and hopefully a well-paid staff member. I hope. I think he's. Yeah, I hope he's well compensated. That guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say I'd, I'd say that. I mean, I, I've um, I like that over the sort of like uh, as they you know getting up in the years, Adrian does a lot more backing vocals. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of cool if they were to do that and he'd do that. Yeah, instead. yeah. Very high, it's very high, Eric. He, he likes yeah, no, to be could, low could, and comfortable. I think he could, they, they could do a lower. lower he yeah, could do like Christian did uh, an octave lower. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, I mean, I even I uh, the keyboards. Um, like I said. Uh, I don't mind them, but they don't necessarily, they're not entirely necessary, I don't think. That's, that's what I'd say. Sort of like echoing what Jonathan was saying. Mm-hmm. No, just a, just a thought on that yeah. one. But, but yeah, Power Slave, so it's a 10 out of 10 for everyone, I mm-hmm. think. Oh, aye, easily, aye. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention is um, I've been listening to the to the, the vinyl copies of, of these albums in, in mm-hmm. preparation. And um, it, it's interesting because in Maiden albums as well, as other albums there is uh, messages on the run out of the vinyl so as the vinyl runs out on, on both sides you'll, you'll see these messages and uh, do, do, do you know about the, the Power Slave one? Uh, what is it again? Is it uh, oh, I can't remember something about It's been so long So side one says there's yeah. only one um and then side two says and that's fuck em. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's actually into the into the vinyl. <laughs> I think is it on the next album we're going into summer time? Is that where it says even the quiet bits are loud? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, that's that. Talking about summer. Brick Wallen before Brick Wallen. Was <laughs> exactly, <up. laughs> even the quiet bits are loud. Yeah, that's, yeah, not, that's not really a brick wall album. Yeah, yeah. no, but I guess all. it's the album we're getting into now, right? It's interesting when you take, it's not a brick wall and album because I thought the 1998 re- remaster was really, really compressed. Yeah, they fucked it's up interesting. Yeah, yeah, they, they kind of messed that one up. Raised, yeah. I was raised on those. So imagine, yeah, the, yeah. Joy, imagine yeah. the joy rediscovering and rebuying the, 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 the original, on yeah. original pressings, yeah. which I've done. Yeah. Uh, for the 80s, I've done it and part of the 90s. But well, imagine, imagine the joy when you put on Peace of Mind and it suddenly sounds like it should sound. Yeah. There's that no, is way better on vinyl than the digital. That album especially. I mean, some of the digitals works well. Mm-hmm. Also, I think yeah. that the, the 2015 remasters are better than the 2008. They're better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they are still um, like slightly muddy on mm-hmm. on some albums compared to the crisp. Yeah, sound. yeah. I mean, vinyl mm-hmm. sounds worse technically, but it sounds better emotionally. That's yeah, the thing. I mean, uh, yeah, but that's it's all. That's yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's mumbo jumbo kind of thing. It's mumbo jumbo. You know, they technically sound worse if you look at it from math. But listening to music is not about that. You know. Yeah, it's not about yeah. You know, the whole the whole remastering thing in in general because like you know from personal experience you know with my own band I've got a little bit of insight when it comes to like you know mastering and stuff yep. like that and mixing and I I'd never think remasterings at all necessary. Remixing maybe yeah yeah but remastering no just sometimes it. there's no difference sometimes the, yeah, yeah. just makes that. it louder yeah. it'll, it'll either if you don't have someone that can master properly uh-huh. it can seriously fuck the sound of an album up because all they do yeah. anybody that you know you'll know this yourself they're basically crushing it to make it louder yeah and but, if, they're, if but, they're not doing but, that there's usually no difference I listened yeah, to exactly. another album I, I, yes, yes, uh, yesterday uh, I can't uh, remember which but there was uh, no uh, difference the remaster yeah. sounded exactly the same or, or yeah or they, they either just do it so ever so slightly you can't even notice it or they overdo it what, what they do is they crush it so much that they brick wall it 
and then yeah. the, the, the subtle you, parts you, are, are not, aren't subtle anymore. No, you know, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, as a result, yeah, yeah. you lose any of the yeah, space yeah. The between the instruments. Gone, yeah. Yeah. I know this because so. I've done this. You know, I know it because yeah, I've done yeah. this. I was active in the early two thousands. You know, everyone did this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, yeah everybody wanted every, everybody just wanted their stuff yeah. to be louder than everybody yeah. else's. But, but ultimately, the, the songs do suffer. They suffer. But but it's a very sort of you create these very sort of like very unpersonal kind of like you know soundscapes that don't sound yeah. like anything particular you sound loud and very much of that era but and yeah. not in a good way absolutely uh, yeah. it's interesting they, they did they did Metallica did their big uh, they did you know they released a, re-released a black album in this remastered updated version or quote unquote remastered updated it sounds exactly the same yep but it still sounds yeah. good. So it still sounds good. But, you know, maybe but, they should but, go ahead and remix some Justice for All instead. <laughs> That's not yeah. ah, no, do you know something? Do you know something? Ah, I, yeah. I, I disagree because I fucking love how Injustice for All sounds. Yeah. And, I'll, 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 yeah, I'd keep I'm it with the same you, Joe, because the bass is probably good, but it's not part of the, the, no, art, the, the artwork it, yeah. of that album. Exactly. Sonically, the sonic art yeah, yeah. is supposed and, to sound and, like that. Exactly, but, and that's how I think. That's how I. That's I why when I first heard it thirty years ago, that's what I loved it for being like that. Yeah. I don't want to hear it any other way. I, I mean, I, I heard "Injustice you know? for Jason." I heard it. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. No, yeah, it put yeah. me. Off. Yeah. It puts you off the the, the song. Yeah. It does put you off. It it just changes the whole vibe. Of, well, like, listening experience for me, you know. Yeah. It's not oh, fucking with things I mean, to that extent. It's all. It's all. I mean, like it's I said, all. Yeah, I, preference. I, I mean, even I agree. I said this. I mean, I agree with the sense that I, you know, I, I grew up with that that sound of that album that's how that one sounds so as much you know I you know, I, I, I don't really think they should touch it either but. yeah I think the drums I don't like <laughs> the drum sound but it's supposed to be like that you know. but it's but yeah, claustrophobic it's, it's like claustrophobic yeah. everything is yeah but that's that's yeah. part of the beauty I know, you know. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Iron Maiden here but that's part of the beauty that any album going back to Iron Maiden like even things that quote unquote if you listen to now sound quote unquote wrong they're not wrong. It's part of the it's character. That piece of art. It's the character, and that's why these records sound so unique in their own. Do you know what I mean? That's why music now sounds like a fucking conveyor belt because everybody's using the same plugins. In some the cases, same master. Not everyone. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but not a lot. Beating. A lot. But you listen to modern metal for the most part. It's very hard to tell. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, everybody's guitar tones, guitar tones, either a fifty-one fifty. Or, yeah. you know, there's some IR. Uh, you know, some IR they got from Jens Bogren or something like that. Yeah, Norman. exactly. Yeah. So. I you like to these develop records that style. sound a bit a lot about weird. I, I think yeah. I like records that sound a little bit weird because it gives them their character, and yeah. I made them exactly like that. So, um, the thing is, right? I was I was looking at some um, some stuff today. I was digging out some old magazines and you know main biography and all that kind of stuff, and just having a wee scan through things. And I found the old Kerrang article when Bruce was leaving the band. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the this is that is the one where Nick was calling him a bastard and all that. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's been pretty cruel towards him. Yeah, aye, aye. Um, so um, so yeah, that article and this is this is Bruce's reason for leaving, and he starts to talk about power slaves. So I thought it'd be quite interesting to to sort of talk about his his um, opinion in nineteen ninety three and why he was leaving Iron Maiden, and it all mm-hmm. starts starts off of power slave. And you'll guess because obviously they go on in the the World Slavery Tour for forever, yeah. <laughs> you know. And Bruce He's is now Bruce yeah. is completely burnt out. All oh, the band are burnt out. Work the way towards what did they call it? The funny farm. The yeah. funny farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, let's let's. Uh, I just want to read. I'll read these quotes and sort of uh, bits as we get through the albums. But um, so Bruce said, "I detected a slight running out of steam on Power Slave. I felt that we were stretching the envelope of what." of that whole style 
and approach, but the irony was that the tour was the most spectacular we ever did. For me, that felt like a great place for a full stop. We should really have done something completely different. Somebody, something nobody would have expected Iron Maiden to do, break the mould. But what we did was somewhere in time, which is not one of my favourite Maiden LPs. It was reasonably well played and everything, but it didn't have the fucking vibe that was the first two or three records with me did. The reason I didn't quit then was that I felt like a, I was maybe acting like a spoiled kid. I was having a pretty tough time with everything else in my life, so I thought I'd better count to ten before opening my mouth. On the tour, I relaxed and just became the singer. So that's that's what he says about that period. So obviously, Power Slave is the, the start of Bruce thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. No. And you know, we, Led Zeppelin three, you might yeah, have heard of that album. I love what it. they did. I love yeah, that they yeah. went uh, folky, acoustic and folky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, if Maiden did, maybe I would love it too. But uh, they did Summer in Time, which is so much cooler. And sort of to contradict Bruce, I think he's wrong because I think an acoustic album would have been more typical than a future album. This was yeah. this was way more breaking the mold, and I mean he's not gonna admit it because he's got zero fucking writing credits on it. But it's breaking the mold, Bruce, more so than your acoustic stuff, which was probably good too. Well, again, we don't know. To be fair, no, we don't know. Um, but I'm just saying, I love that kind of acoustic album thing. Led Zeppelin three is my favorite Led Zeppelin album. But it's not the, it's not the right thing for. But this is summer in time. This is summer in time. I think they yeah. made the right choice leaving Bruce he out did, of it. Uh, actually, I think they made I think the right probably, call. I, I think they probably made the right choice. I, just, I think that I think probably. That um, what they ended up doing was I don't think was as was, was as risky as it would have been trying to do an acoustic thing for them. So I, I mean, think, commercially, I think, commercially it didn't do so well compared to no, but Power Slave, could, so it know. was risky. I think it was risky, but uh, yeah, I mean, but it was, but I yeah, I get, you, I get, it was maybe safe. It wrong. was safe, maybe it was safe to yeah. do some yeah. time the way they did. Yeah, it was safer. Time. You're not wrong yeah. at yeah. all. But yeah. uh, well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Because in terms of like in hindsight, perfect 2020 hindsight, I think it was a more interesting call. But back I think then, I think I think a big a big reason why they didn't want to go with Bruce's stuff was they they thought they were playing it safe probably to some degree not 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 changing the concept too much. Yeah, maybe it could yeah. have been Rod. It could have been anyone. But the, the the way they told him was nasty too. You know, they flew him oh, over yeah, they, to the Bahamas. They flew oh, him yeah, over yeah. there, yeah, believing yeah. that he would be on contributing on the album as a writer as he always does. He thought of that when in his head when he flew over there. And then Martin Birch, of all people, have to break the news to him. That's right. Sorry, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, we're not, we're not, yeah, we're not using your songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. for him still. Bruce yeah. was like, why, why is Adrian plugging a guitar synth in? I thought, <laughs> I, I thought we were going to do a Jeff Tull album. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, obviously, Somewhere in Time is the album we're now moving on to, quite obviously. Um, so this was released on the 29th of September 1986. Got to number three in the UK, number six in Sweden. And uh, I am going to come to Paul first on this one because I I know what your feelings historically are about this album and I don't know if they've changed much in, in the last 10, 20 years or whatever because I don't think I've discussed this album too often with you. So, Paul, can you start things off? Yeah. Because I thought it was the first album that you it came out with, you know, when you were a main fan of. Um... Yeah, this is a, a difficult album for me. Um, I think at the time I I, I was thinking mm, there's a lot of stuff on here that I'm not crazy about. Um, having said that, Stranger in a Strange Land and Wasted Years are two of the greatest things that the band ever did, as far as I'm mm. concerned. And it's you know it's maybe 
a good example for me as to the weakness of the album. Usually the singles aren't <laughs> the best thing in an album, you know. Um, but I, 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 a bit like Power Slave, you know, I, I had a problems with a couple of tracks over the, you know, the the intervening years. I've 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 come to like it. It's a for me, it's maybe a seven out of ten album. Um, uh yeah, it's uh, but you know, um, uh, notwithstanding what you know what Bruce was talking about, um, that, that there is a noticeable change in the sound. Obviously, obviously they're using guitar synthesizers and all that. Um, and on this not one, not a ton. It's not that many. It's not, yeah, and it's, it's not a very different you know, sound anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like for example, wasted years. Yeah, there are none of them, but they, it still yeah. sounds like this album. So there's something yeah. else. It's not just yeah. the keys. And I think Actually, it, the keys, I think, yeah. play a minor part. And I think, it, I think it's the playing. I think Adrian and yeah. and Dave are, are, are really matched up here. And yeah. Uh, they're really tight. Um, they've tightened the sound up. It's it's very precise. Um, uh, to me, I'm, I, I find it very hard to articulate. Uh, it's so uh, I'm not I'm not trying to say it sounds industrial or anything like that. But it, to me, it sounds more um, as if they're becoming a machine together. You know that like they're they're locked in together a lot more rather than just two guys who you know harmonise with each other. It's as if they're they're right in with, with each other when they're playing, mm. um, and and certainly that will become the case in the next album where you know they, they, it's just off the chain in terms of what they're playing and all that the complexity and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Stranger in a Strange Land has got the greatest heavy metal guitar solo I've ever heard. On it. Oh, it's my favorite Maiden Solo. It's, it's my number one. Fucking a work of art. Amazing. Uh, it's Pink Floyd. If Pink Floyd were playing heavy yeah, metal, yeah, Dave Gilmore playing a sounds like Dave Gilmore playing heavy metal. It's amazing. Just the way it, build, it builds yeah. and it builds. Uh, it's just fucking, it's fucking glorious, fucking glorious. And, Keep it secret. Yeah. It's a secret on our pod. But if you, yeah. if you, any of our listeners are listening now, you're, I'm letting you in on the secret. It's my favorite Iron Maiden solo. It's yeah, like, yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, among so many, well. among so yeah. many great solos. Yeah. But then even yeah. in the middle, when they kind of, hey, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, brilliant man. Sounds yeah. like Floyd. It sounds yeah. like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like playing heavy metal. It's a fucking killer guitar. Yeah, just unbelievable. So, so you know, just for that alone, it's it gets seven out of ten for me. Um 
Yeah, uh, Sea of Madness has got it's got a great riff, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it sounds kind of muddy. I don't know. It's like uh, could uh, it could have come out. A it bit loses more. itself a bit. Yeah, the song loses yeah. itself. It starts off like a kick-ass song with an amazing yeah. riff, yeah, and then somehow it loses itself. I do like the middle bit with when Bruce is in falsetto, which contrary to popular belief, he is not often in falsetto. He's usually in head voice. Yeah, but mm-hmm. in the middle, he's doing the soul voice type thing. I actually like that. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm not going to imitate that because that's going to be a train wreck of majestic proportions. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, it, it's not uh, uh, in this period. The classic period I made, and yeah, this is the, this is maybe the album that I would listen to least of all. Uh, so you're saying this is Maiden's jazz? This is Maiden's jazz. Yeah, jazz. <laughs> yeah, jazz is jazz pretty is good. It? Actually, I love jazz. I, I don't have a problem yeah, with these yeah. two cunts. Do it's, it's the second one. It's the second one I'm getting into after Sheer Heart Attack. Is actually jazz. Ah, yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I mean, I'm still exploring. Still exploring. Sheer Heart Attacks are fucking amazing. Right? I know that. Oh, that, that I, I think yeah. that probably can't be beat. But let's see. Yeah. I haven't heard them all, so let's mm. see. But that one is oh, can't uh, go wrong with seventies Queen, mate. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Massively heavy guitars in that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Queen were heavy. Heavy as fuck, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to Maiden before we get down back our marker. <laughs> we got a lot of things to do. We sorry can talk about Queen on the, the, yeah, sorry, <laughs> the main we're, pod. We're getting along too well. We're getting along too well. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is, this is a, I don't want us to get on too well. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should be more... Uh, Confrontational. But, um, I, all, uh, champagne problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, just, I mean, the, the, on my notes, what I had written down about that solo, and I don't want to come back to it again because we've, we've discussed it, but one of the best guitar solos in Maiden's history and the history mm. of metal. Yep. Yep. That's what I've got written yeah. down there. So, oh, yeah. yeah. For, so, for me, it's so, the greatest. It does, not, does nothing yeah. to touch it's, it's, it. It's beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. Storytelling, even. Storytelling. Yeah. Of his, uh, yeah. You feel yeah. Adrian, you know, he was a bit of a troubled soul and you can feel yeah, that. Yeah. It's sort absolutely. of that thing with blues. You know, yeah. The best mm-hmm. blues guitarists, the best blues guitarists have a bit of pain in them. Yeah, absolutely. Really ah, absolutely. Yeah. Really very, very melancholic. Yeah. 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 Eric, Somewhere in Time is as an album for you. What's... What's the story? Well, nowadays, I fucking love it. I love every minute of it. it it's, it's amazing. But it did take me longer to get into because uh, it, was, it was a bit different. It, it is a bit different. And so I think initially I kind of liked sort of the bigger songs on it. I really dug Wasted Years, which is still one of my favorite songs. And then I think it was Strange in a Strange Land and maybe Heaven Can Wait. And then the rest of them, I didn't really, it just took me, it, it didn't really catch me until like, you know, maybe like 10 years after I heard it the first time. And now I love it. And like, I mean, just guitar solo we've already talked about is amazing, but also like Adrian's stuff through the entire record is really Caught good. Summer in Time, that solo. Yeah, I was going to say, because that, that's, that's oh, probably that my is. favorite, yeah. especially after hearing, yeah. we, we had a guy called Christian Niemann who was in a band called uh, Sorcerer on the on the pod early on, and he played that uh, solo live in... Live in this room where I'm sitting yeah. now, yeah. And it's it just it's such an amazing solo. It's, it's, it's amazing. I'd have it's to just, credit uh, another guest of ours for TMF yeah. from Iran. So they actually have female yep. metal fans in Iran, and she had made a great um, uh, analysis of that solo, how it mm-hmm. actually references time in, in different ways. That could be something Adrian didn't think about. That could be something he had subconsciously been thinking about, but it really does. If you listen to it, there's like ways in how he phrases it that sometimes feels like you're moving forward in time, and then you're stretching backward in time. It's, it's well, the, yeah, by yeah. far the best part of that song. By <coughs> like far. vibe, yeah. Vibe, it, it lifts the whole track to a high level, I think, which otherwise could be maybe a monotonous track in a way. But uh, yeah, it's a really heavy track, though. It has some. Really I love heavy it. I love it. The drive in it. The drive in it. The you know, just it's got that. You know, I know. I think myself and Joe. Just sorry, Eric. I'll let you come back in there. Just as it pops into my head. I mean, I mean, Joe and I have I've talked about almost like a 
uh, you know, a semi thrash influence on this, just with the yep, way the guitar is. Oh, yeah, speed. definitely, definitely. <laughs> It's hard. First time in my life I heard the bass guitar was this one and, and the Trooper. So when the bass comes in in the intro, it's clucking in. Like, oh, that's why you have a bass guitarist. Now I understand. You know, mm. it was like that for me because you didn't have that good fidelity back then. You know, you listened in pretty mm. shitty, like a boombox yeah. or a freestyle. We call them. That was Walkman for the rest of the world. Uh, yeah. When you have a C60 cassette in there. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Open air headphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Sorry, Eric. Uh, you, do, do you want to continue on that? Uh, I think I think I pretty much uh, you said I was going to say that. I mean, it's uh, nowadays it's uh, fairly. It's in, it is definitely is in my sort of um, like maybe on my first tier rotation, but the second rotation of things I will listen to if I'm listening to Maiden. Usually, it's like Seven Sun or Peace of Mind, Power Slave, and some other or whatever it is. But that is the you know that 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 definitely gets quite a few plays. Um, now I'm just talking uh, like the, uh, vinyls because if I'm listening on fucking Spotify, it jumps all over the place. But uh, the uh, that's another uh, case of where they when one of the rem- one of the remasters of this one, the one of the vinyl, uh, I th- it might be the two that I'm not sure which one. I think it's 2015. 15 possibly. probably, yeah. Yeah, that does not sound good uh, on vinyl. No, too it sounds very thin. Oh, and I thought it was get- too basic, but maybe it's well, both. Right, then. Yeah. Uh, and then I um, got like I got an original. Uh, and that one sounds, you know, amazing. So, yeah. Even the quiet bits are loud. Even the quiet, <laughs> Even the quiet bits are loud, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to bring, uh, bring uh, uh, Joe on uh, next year and, and, and Jonathan just, just to get a, 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 their overall idea of the album. But um, for me, I, I'm kind of in line with Paul here. Um, I think, you know, when... when you know, we did the when we did the part one of this. You know, Killers for me is is an album that I still struggle with to this day. Um, come although, on, come on, Dave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. still struggle with it as much as fucking weird though. I know. Killers, it's killers. See you later, guys. I'm, I'm off. <laughs> Sorry, my, my feelings, my feelings are hot. You know. So. <laughs> but no, no. But Killers, Killers is a fucking excellent album. It's just. It's just not as important to me as the other albums, you know, some of the other albums. So, so, um, and this is this is for me. This is the first time, certainly in the Bruce era, if you look at you know the albums come up where it, it, it does take a bit of a dip uh, for me because Heaven Can Wait, I wouldn't care if that song never existed. Yeah, um, especially the actually, live version. The live version. I think it's really I think that's the weakest me. track on the album. The weakest. Yeah, release. yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you know, and and, I, and I, your point on CM Madness, there, uh, Jonathan. Um, that might be weaker. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the riff, the opening riff, it's like, oh fucking, let's go. Yeah, you're like, oh fucking, let's go. I but think the, the chorus is fucking brilliant, man. And really, that's really, I, I think the chorus is pretty weak. Uh, I don't like the chorus. That's brilliant. Ah, okay, interesting. All parts are good in themselves, I think, because I agree with you guys. But it gets lost. It gets lost when it, when it breaks down, almost like very, very like uh, Stranger in a Strange Land, when it breaks down. And it's just the bass, then, and Bruce is doing his wee. Oh, 
but and all that, you know, that that's really cool and really atmospheric. And, and Adrian's just teasing in the solo. That, Different that, as well. That's excellent. That's really really cool. But I just don't think the song as a whole is a particularly good song. Um, it's got great elements, but just not overly a good overly a good song. And you know, kill me if you want, but there are, I do struggle sometimes with elements of Alexander as well. There are parts of that that are a bit almost Wikipedia. too. Too silly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bit too silly, but there are parts of it that I fucking love. You know the big. That's fucking amazing. That, that's, that's, that's you know. Uh, but there are, and the bit that, that, and the bit over <laughs> yeah. the, the bit that, that plays over the top of it isn't in time, but it somehow works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the yeah, solo bit there. Uh, it doesn't work. But it, but it's strangely it's strangly excellent. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't like agree with that, Joe. Actually, yeah. at all. Uh, one guy on our pod, a, a new friend of yours, Dave uh, Henrik, who was on. Oh yeah, you. Henrik. Yeah, yeah. He he addressed exactly that, Joe. I just have to say uh, that uh, they come in with a seven four beat, but then Adrian yeah. is doing something else. Completely different. All right, <laughs> but it works. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why yeah, not? I guess. Up. Very, 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 very. I but no, I, I agree with that. But uh, I think Deja Vu has got its charm. It's, it's actually oh, musically, musically really cool. It's just very silly lyrically, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think so overall, overall, the album is very good. Mm-hmm. It's very good, but it's not excellent to me. To me personally, it's not an excellent album. It's a right. very good album. Um, uh, Joe, I'll let you continue on with that. Well, I'm in a I'm in a weird position with this album, right? Because I understand everything that you said there, David, and I totally agree with it. Like having uh, having can wait, I really don't care about at all as a song. Um, but this is one of the few, probably the only Iron Maiden album for me that I actually fucking love this album, and I, I actually listen to this album probably more than I do Power Slave. It's if I like, I'll put this on. Before, which is weird because Power Slave is clearly a better record. You know what I mean? Obviously, I mean, for song pound for pound for every song on it, it, it beats it. But there's something about this album that I absolutely love, and I, I think it might have something to do with the actual production on it. I know what we're talking. It, it's mm. very sleek, and, and normally I'm I'm not I'm much more of a punk kind of guy when it comes to production. I like stuff to be more raw kind of like personally but for some reason it's just really pleasing to the ear this album and for the me. thing is Joe the, the guitars are really high up in the mix compared to no, I, was, I was criticising Powerslave for just at certain points the guitars being a little yeah. bit too low but yeah. the guitars are really up there on this, this whole yeah. album you know yep yeah. and one of my you know one of my favourite uh, Iron Maiden uh, deep cuts is in this album and that's uh, Loneliness a Long Distance Runner mm. 
I fucking love that song. It's so good. The all all the riffs. I mean, it's riff salad. I mean, it really is just riff 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 riff. But but the fucking riffs are fantastic in that. And the Run metal. over styles across fields. It's excellent. Yeah, I agree. It's ridiculous vocally, yeah, yeah. lyrically. Right? There's a few songs in this yeah. that's lyrically stupid, right? But that fucking that run on and on. Da, 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 da. I mean, that's fucking that. The good dig, the good dig, the good dig, the good dig. That's fucking amazing. So. Yeah, this is an Iron Maiden album that I'll put on before ones that I like better. If that makes oh, any, that does I, make I know sense. that makes no, no yeah. sense. Oddly, does mm-hmm. make sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, I yeah. think it's because it's it's so catchy. This album. I mean, it's 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 more definitely more leaning on the pop sensibility than Power Slave is by far. Yeah. Like a lot of these choruses are very poppy. Well, that that is very mean? true because even people who I know who are into kind of like heavy music who don't like Maiden do tend to like that album. Especially wasted yeah, years. Because it sounds, over. it sounds like a, it, it sounds like pop metal, perfected. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound like Iron Maiden perfected. It, it sounds pop, like pop, pop metal, metal yeah. perfected. Eighty style, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it was the closest Maiden got to maybe going over to the glam side or glam AOR, metal. a bit AOR. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but but obviously in their own way they didn't change. Of course, the music had, it's more mm, the production mm. because of course you had the, the you know one of the B sides reach out, which is very. <laughs> Very so good, man. American, brilliant. American Stadium Rock, you know. <laughs> but it's fucking brilliant. I mean, if that, if that had been on somewhere on time, but you'd have been like, oh, that, that, that's too too oh, that, that, yeah. right, they're fucking sailing out now, you know. But it's, <laughs> you know. As it is <laughs> on its own, it's a cool Oh, it's, I, I love it. You know, it's great. You know. Bruce Springsteen yeah, yeah. or something Absolutely. like that. You know, yeah, yeah. big stadium rock. Uh, yeah, if it was a Van Halen song or something, you'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's a good lyrical message. Uh, a lot of the lyrics on this album are weak. Reach out as a strong lyrical message. Yeah. It's uh, telling you that, hey, reach out to someone. Yeah. You know, don't be but afraid rather to do than that. Just explaining yeah. what deja vu is or reading the Wikipedia. Loneliness is probably the weakest, and then possibly Alexander because it sounds like a Wikipedia article or yeah, just back, back then an encyclopedia article. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, change, change the change the actual. Uh, I agree, but Alexander's just like reading something off a fucking page and trying to make yeah. it fit. Uh, it's ridiculous. The actual vocal pattern's ridiculous. But how many people pass their history exams because of Steve Harris? But the point I'm trying to make is that this comes up in Queen uh, in later day Queen stuff as well, uh, quite often. Is I think musically it's fucking outstanding. I oh, just yeah. think that the vocals on the verses is shit. Mm. If they'd a better, if they'd, a, and by the way, I don't mean Alexander the Great's a shit song. I, I love it. I think it's mm. great. And 
but I think, but I think if they'd have had a stronger verse melody that made more sense. And Alexander Kattegård, yeah, not the Kattegård. Yeah, it's a bit silly. Plus, there's schoolyard. words in there that just shouldn't be in it because they, 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 Bruce, they Bruce can't even fit them in. He's actually tripping over himself trying to sing them. You can actually hear it. He's like, he's not, he's not got the breath to actually get the fucking proper word in there. Well, you know, peace of mind. The king of Galabar. Puts him in a weird spot sometimes, yeah. He just but does. I mean, but again, get back to the artwork. This album ties completely in and creates a world when I'm listening to this record. Even even I'm nearly forty three years old and I still pick up the vinyl and when I put it on, I'm I'm there. When mm. I was twelve, when I was twelve years old, I'm in, that, I'm in that world, yeah. that futuristic world. Uh-huh. So I, I'll, I know a guy like Paul was saying, and I agree with Paul and David, and you know I, I do agree. On paper, this is probably about a seven out of ten, but for me, I, I get more of an eight out of this because mm. I just, I, I don't and, and know I what think, it is. I think the, the, the thing is, I was, I, like I said, I've been reading a few things today, and and uh, Joe, I know somewhere in time is your first Maiden album, the first, the first Maiden album you bought, and Steve had had the quote was, you know, and I know it's not your favourite, but his quote was everyone's favourite Maiden album was the first one they bought it's like your first girlfriend you never forget yeah. them and all this kind of stuff and all maybe, that maybe so, there's so there's a little, little bit of that, that magic well. Uh, as quite well, commonly you know? anyway quite commonly yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah but it's clearly it's clearly not their best record from that no, period do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean but, yeah. but I, I but like it's it it's special to you yeah yeah I like it more than I should yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense on paper yeah. but so the art, the artwork is great, and as, as a big oh, yeah. Doctor Who fan, I love there's a little TARDIS there in the uh, background yeah. somewhere. Yeah, or even a Where's Wally fan. I'm a Where's Wally fan as a kid. This is Where's Wally. Our <laughs> yeah, yeah, edition. yeah. Our maiden edition. You know, it's oh, great. yeah. I think, I think, yeah. I think over, over there it's probably, it's probably Where's Waldo, right? Where's no, Waldo? It's Wally. Maybe, yeah. No, where's Wally? Where's Wally? Wally. So Wally here. In the US, it's Waldo. Waldo, yeah. There we go. There we go. Where's Wally in Scotland? Why did they have to change that name? Waldo is not a name. No one's like. In Sweden, it's called Waldo. In Sweden, that's Waldo. That also is just. Either way. That's not Waldo. Great thing, though. Great concept. Loved it. Loved it. Jonathan, is there anything else on this album that you wanted to tease out? Oh yeah, a lot of things, and I was worried yeah. it would take too much time, but luckily Joe saves the day because I agree with a lot of what he said, because in turn I also agree with you, and I agree with Paul, that the album has weaknesses, it's got some flab on it, unlike Power Slave. There's many parts that it maybe wouldn't have been necessary, but for me, it richens the experience, you know, I like, uh, I'm a bit con- self-contradictive usually, and I'm also a bit weird in that sense, that it can't all be good always. Sometimes yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to have a part of a song that is not as good, or even because it a makes song. the really good bits better. Yeah, it's a journey. <laughs> you go through the album; it's a journey. It's it's an interesting feeling listening to this whole album because you will get tired sometimes. Sometimes you will have some type of fatigue, and I, of course, I think lyrically that's the weakest link of the album. As a kid, I didn't care much about lyrics. As an adult, I do. So I do think that that puts it down. It's never been in my top three, pretty much because of the lyrics, and. Um, you know, Bruce not being involved in writing makes him sing a little bit worse too, uh, compared to Power Slave. So it has weaknesses. It's not perfect, but uh, for me, uh, I don't know. The weaknesses add to it, and I think Joe said something similar. It adds to the journey of it, and I imagine it being like you know, Bruce has been frozen down. Who was frozen in Star Wars? Was it Han Solo? Han Solo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Han Solo has been frozen down, <laughs> and you know, just in time they put him on the Bahamas to sing the album, but he didn't have time to write anything. That's how I hear it. And uh, many songs on it have weaknesses. Heaven Can Wait, tons of weaknesses in it, like um, lo- even Loneliness, maybe a little bit 
out there. The lyrics in Alexander, the lyrics in Deja Vu are silly, you know, like... Feel like you've been here before. I like Deja Vu as well. The song, the song Deja Vu, I love. I love the song. Yeah. It doesn't even the have a guitar solo. It needs no guitar solo. It's that good, you know. So uh, yeah, it's good on Joe because now I could be a little bit brief at least. That's what I think about it. And and in terms of ratings, in terms of ratings, I just put the first seven on ten out of ten anyway. So yeah. right, I wouldn't argue with that, man. Yeah. I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a seven out of ten for me as well. Uh, on on so, it's a bit, I mean, it's a it's a fucking very good album, man. That's that's from my point of view, anyway. Um, and and the, the thing I would say is, as you know, we talk about Alexander and we talk about you know, maybe some of the occasional shortfalls in the, in the music as well as the lyrics, but more so the lyrics. Um, this was when Harris knew when to end a song, though, because it goes ah, day, 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 day. and it was a bass outro, and then it would stop and go. Do, 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 oh do, do, no, man! Fucking outro, man. The, the oh no! Great. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know that, that, that needs to fucking stop, man. <laughs> yeah, it does. He's never gonna stop, Joe. He's never gonna stop. It's never gonna stop. It should stop. It should stop. The rhyme of the ancient. Just wrap this shit up. <laughs> but uh, interesting because obviously, like somewhere is the is the big one, and that, this is where Bruce is. Yeah, as I said, he's becoming the singer. I'll, I'll just sing the songs on the tour. He's been so frozen. That, yeah, yeah, frozen in, yeah, <laughs> frozen in, in the carbonite, you know. Um, and the thing is, I mean, it, it, when you get to the next album, this is where Bruce reengages completely and utterly. 